and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with my friend Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? Happy Saturday, my friend. Good to see you. Good to Great, see you. Shitty, rainy, boring, miserable. I know. What are you happy about? Well, um, things happen for a reason, right? So, for instance, uh, the song you opened with, oddly enough, was the, I think, one fish show that Kevin Muir went to. It's ruined my trivia question for later in the show, but thanks. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I I'm yes. afraid I, I have a bone to pick here. And it's it's not so much with Kevin. So okay. you know, we've had some disagreements with management lately, and I try and shield you from a lot of that because, you know, yes. being younger and family to worry about. So I got a note from the head of communications and public relations. They, they wanted to see me. So I, I go in and I meet with them and, you know, acting tough. They're like, what's this Kevin Muir thing about? <laughs> and I look at him and I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, he put out a newsletter and he used your name. I'm like, yeah, I thought that was very nice. They said, nowhere did it say Old Chestnut. Nowhere did it say Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut.com. Yeah. And I'm like, look, look yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what, what am I supposed to do about these things? And um, it turns out they're disappointed the ratings have <laughs> slipped a little bit. Yep. And, um, you know, they're trying to explain, yep. you know, they need the ratings for the revenue, for the salary, and you know they're running out of money. And I'm like, oh, kind of like the United States government. <laughs> and they're exactly same thing. And we, and we hope you're going to talk about it on the show. I'm like, do we have to? Do we really have to go through this we crock of shit over? <laughs> We've pushed back, and they've insisted. Okay, they've insisted. We got that. Look, I, I got a snarky snarky email okay that the first sentence says okay i mean they we've been we've been we've been, we've been issued gag orders we've been told what to do on certain subjects okay but when it comes to these slow weeks i mean when they when they provide instruction they said look the biggest topic in the market today are the debt ceiling and the impact on the markets okay that that was from upper upper management so that was the topic that was that was teed up for us today the biggest topic in the market today is the debt ceiling and the impact on the market and then there's a long list of bullet points to support why that is the topic yeah um, well I, you know you're talking to a guy that saw them deliver 120 percent of the outstanding issue into a JGB future. How they do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, if I remember correctly, we've run into these debt ceiling issues in the past, and you're you're talking about a bunch of criminals, okay? Who they can pass laws, they can do shit in the middle of the night. So at, at one point. And you can fact check me because I, I made a mistake on something that slipped through and I can maybe go back and mention it later. But 
we had one of these things where the government started shutting shit down, right? Because they were out of money. Yeah. And they they closed part of the national park system. I remember this, yeah. And people went into Joshua Tree and started cutting fucking trees down. Dude, yep. These things take two, three hundred years to grow. And you got a bunch of schmoes in there. Okay, so first of all, how pathetic is it? You got Diane Feinstein. Do I have this right? Still alive. This is this is elder abuse. She doesn't even know where the fuck she is. Lockstep, lockstep with you, bro. Right. I mean, look. I told you. Like I said, somebody's got to take the blame for that. If it's her family or her team or her party, you cannot literally wheel this lady out in public and have her make votes or be in any sort. That's all we're on. We're yeah, on, I know. We're on the same page. It just seems ridiculous. So um, once again, I don't pay a lot of attention to the debt ceiling nonsense. So as an example, which even uh, Shell recalled, she said, you know, when you're negotiating, there's no point in negotiating ending the negotiations early what's the point just yeah. wait and squeeze it out every last penny right down to the very last minute and then you can get some schmuck like chuck schumer you know coming in and act like this this fucking glorious thing oh yeah by the way you know the most dangerous location on earth it's the distance between chuck schumer and a camera oh <laughs> For as long for for as long as I've been alive, for as long as I've been alive, I'm 42. Chuck Schumer's been in front of the camera in New York for my whole entire life, spinning yarns. So, uh, listen, I I don't know that the math works, and we have enough intelligent listeners. But if uh, if you look, I'm going to see if I can do something without blowing up the the podcast, but. There's a Treasury security um, loading. It's the one and a quarters of May 15, 2050. To you, Liam, you may know it as the QSIP 912-810-SN9. That may help you. Okay, now now you know which one I'm talking about, right? Okay. So that one and a quarter coupon in a three and something rate environment obviously trades that a pretty big discount. Let, let's say, just for the sake of argument, it's at 50 cents on the dollar. Yep. I don't know if you can do this, but I'm just throwing something against the wall. So they go out and they buy 20 billion par amount, of which they pay 10 billion for, plus accrued interest, because we're not in default. And they go and they issue $20 billion in new bonds. And the par amount's the same, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So yep. the national debt doesn't, doesn't change. Did I do that? I don't know if I did that right, but I, I they got a whole host of fucking accounting things. And then they start with the, hey, Mr. Mailman, sorry, I got some, I got some news. 
Oh, did they target the elderly? They're so they, the first thing that's always bandied about is the social security checks. And like who 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 better to strike the fear in is that the elderly relying on social security checks, you know? Nobody yeah. vote, nobody panics more than them. Well, they I mean, look, you get older, that's that's what happens. People get concerned about money. You know, a, a little bit rightfully so, a little bit just the anxiety of getting older. Mm-hmm. So they threaten that They'll tell the postal workers, you know, we can't pay you, so don't work. But don't worry, because when we can't pay you, all that time you you didn't work, well, you'll get your back pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's, forget it. Forget it. Look, is there a 1% or 2% chance something bizarro happens? Yeah, but we don't live in that world. So um, I hope that answers your question i i thought the more interesting story uh would be to lead off on how martha stewart at the age of 80 is on the cover of sports illustrated oh, hard pass hard pass <laughs> i mean i you know you can do if your they gossip, want we'll do your gossip column at the end of the show page seven okay <laughs> that's the bulk of my show i, <laughs> I um so uh so you know, I bought this. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You, you now, now you're gonna bring it up. You, okay. I kind of like her, dude. I kind, I kind of like Martha. She's, she's cool. Um. Yeah. Like she did time. She did she hard did time. Done time. Okay. She's done time. Nobody hosts a better party. She's clearly like a rich single bachelorette. Um, dude, she just opened a new restaurant in Vegas called the Bedford. Here I am swinging, swinging for Martha. All right, she's she's a local. She's our neighbor. All right, we we go yeah, by her we, house weekly. Yeah, I rode by her house yesterday. You know, um, they I dude I I did not see that coming. I was surprised, and I'll I'll be honest, I, I wasn't horrified. Um, so yeah, like dude, she's she's buddy buddies with Snoop. If she's gonna if Snoop if you're gonna hang out with Snoop Dogg, you, you you're in the club, okay? So yeah, swimsuit edition. Put Martha on the swimsuit edition at eighty one. Fine. So you know, I yeah, I'm, I'm it's not it, it's a new form of birth control. <laughs> okay, we move on. <laughs> so, um, eldest daughter is in town, mm-hmm. and uh, we had got the band back together for dinner in the city which is i've said many times my favorite thing to do and um middle daughter really very impressive has a knack for picking good restaurants and we went to this place last night called veronique i think which coincidentally is housed in the building where one of our favorite listeners wife used to work and the building i believe was or is owned by um a new york real estate raconteur named uh, abby uh rosen i think is his name okay. another one of these nefarious real estate guys anyway this place is pretty cool you probably want to take amy there it's in a word i would say it's sultry wow okay there's that kind of vibe about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I wouldn't say the kind of place you go with your family. Okay. More like the place you go if you're looking for a closer. 
Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, and the food, while delicious, it's a little heavy. There's a lot of schnitzel and great. great. But they well, had a they had a, a a tuna dish which was to die for. Okay. So right. where is it? Where is it? Let's go get into. This. People love the restaurant reviews. It's but... like twenty second in Park, maybe. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, cool. So anyway, we're we're having a lovely dinner. There's a lot of fucking stairs, by the way. And I I I did one of these two hour keto rides yesterday. So like, I was looking. I I honestly almost took the fucking elevator. <laughs> On the verge of death. I know you're ridiculous. Two hours <laughs> starving, not eating. <laughs> oh, that that's the beauty. Not not hungry. I didn't eat a thing for two hours. You don't know it. <laughs> but uh, walking down those stairs after the full dose of gummy, I believe me, I I was looking for my valet device. <laughs> Dark, narrow. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I hear someone yell, "Rope!" <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason I bring it up, since. You know, uh, there's really literally nothing to talk about in the markets. So we're at this table for five. And you may recall in the past, uh, I had this ability to hear multiple conversations. I, not not imaginary ones in my head, but one. Okay. So something's happened and I'm starting to be able to do that again. So I'm at a lovely dinner with Cheryl and the girls. And Cheryl had just come back from Washington from a board that she was working on. And she was telling me about that. And um, the three girls were talking about an error in the plot of Pride and Prejudice. Now, um, it's got something to do with Mr. Darcy knew something and they couldn't figure out how he knew it. Now, not being a man of letters like yourself, I was a little bit lost. So I was monitoring that conversation while I was monitoring what Cheryl was talking about. And at the table next to us was a younger couple. And the woman looked very much like Cheryl did when she was in her mid-30s. And I just was kind of struck by the similarity mm -hmm. and it was obvious these two were on a date and the guy's like total fucking geek <laughs> and and so it's one of these restaurants they have choices of appetizers where you can share of course yeah. and so it's a date right i said it's a date okay yeah. so you can tell this woman went to great effort to put herself together look nice, you know, be social. And the guy's like a fucking slob. Yeah. And so the waiter comes over and asks what they would like for dinner. And they had tuna, they had um, uh, steak tartare as an appetizer. Okay. Which is raw meat, right? Okay. So basically the guy twists this woman's arm into ordering the steak tartare, right? right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then, for the main course, 
we have to split the porterhouse for two. <laughs> so I'm watching this disaster unfold because this guy's going from the end zone to the friend zone. Right, right, right. It's like if you're on a plane, you hear this voice go, pull up, pull up, <laughs> terrain, terrain. Jeez. It was just oh, what a tragedy. Um, but th that was pretty good. I had dinner at another place earlier in the week called Jack and Charles, which was yeah. okay. Yeah. All these kind of like downtown, um, which always irks me a little bit because there's an upcharge when Dave takes him below 22nd Street. <laughs> As there should be. What are you doing? Yeah. Twenty <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm averaging an hour and 40 minutes to get into New York City. Oh, now. interesting. An, yeah. hour, an hour and 40. Oh, hold on. So let me set this up. Okay. Yeah. If, if this is your, if this is your, if this is your plan, all right, it worked. Okay. Because <laughs> I know what you want to talk about and I know what you're doing. All right. So let you me do? get this. Because I, I don't. Right. Let me get Go this. Straight. So in an hour and 40 minutes, you can get from lower Manhattan to Greenwich, Greenwich, Connecticut in an hour and 40, because I was, I heard a story this week. I heard a story that somebody had a two hour, a two hour long car chase in Manhattan. It's because <laughs> look at the fucking thing on my list. Number one on my list. Number <laughs> one on my list. Okay. We're done talking about the markets. Okay. Okay. Sit down. Here we go. A two-hour car chase. Car chase. The, pap the paparazzi following that famous actress, Meghan Markle. Ooh. And her husband, is. I guess his first name is Prince. Yeah, and okay. his last name is Harry. They stripped him of it. <laughs> Isn't he just Harry now? <laughs> I... I gotta cry bullshit on this thing. So, you would never. I else. think on I don't know Tuesday night, Cheryl and I have dinner with a former colleague and his gal pal, and at which point you know uh, we're discussing many things. One of which I posted on the Ebwok website, which shows an error uh, that was discovered in the programming of a Bloomberg uh, analytical system. And I circled the error, but um, as a challenge, you're going to have to figure out what's wrong with it, Kevin. I'm not telling you what's wrong with it, seeing as I got to pay $375 a year for yours newsletter. Um, but it's one of these things that, you know, you're competing when you're your average guy and you're competing against top shelf people. This thing's off by a lot. And it may not be apparent to the untrained eye. I'm having a little trouble finding it. Um, but if you go to the, oh, yeah, okay, I got it. So there's a screen. And this is a very uh, standard euro strip hedge report okay so i understand not everyone speaks euro strip 
And even if you speak it, it doesn't mean you, you might trade it. But this is the kind of tool, if you don't have your own people, you're going to use. And you can see, uh, I've circled something in red, and they've calculated in this circumstance, you need 36 contracts. And without going into the weeds, I think that number is supposed to be 100. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is for, you know, 100 million worth of a security and you're off by this much. What if you had a billion of it on? I mean, you're, you're talking about large, large swings. And it reminds me of when uh, I left Greenwich Capital with my crew and we went over to uh, Bobo and Company. And um, oh. Bobo. <laughs> Did you hear me? God, yeah, I was just trying not to laugh into the computer. <laughs> and I, we had arguments with these people about simple math. Now, this was a, I don't know what the number at the time, maybe $20 billion hedge fund. Yeah. I'm, I'm arguing with a guy that's got a PhD in electrical engineering. And this is simple stuff. This is simple, like, I mean, you and I might not, might have to take our shoes and socks off, mm -hmm. but we can keep our pants on. I mean, it's, it's okay. And after months of this, I got the, you know, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Only to be followed a month later by the idiot risk officer in Manhattan trying to explain to me how I was over my risk limit in something. Mm -hmm. And I said, "How can I be over my risk limit as a hedge?" Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the I didn't have the bandwidth mm -hmm. to explain to that retard yeah. Um, yeah. what they did wrong. So I handed them off to somebody else, and <laughs> the rest is history. But getting back to uh, Meghan Merkel and Prince Harry, okay, I. I got a little bone to pick about this thing. As I said, I was having dinner with my former colleague. And um, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with the traffic in New York, okay, you can be driving at three in the morning and it can be stop and go. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just entirely unpredictable. And, and this colleague of mine made a very interesting point because they're talking about congestion pricing. So if you want to drive in this area, there's a toll. And we didn't get to complete the conversation, but he was saying, you know, it's so, sort of socialistic that you can drive anywhere you want, whenever you want, yet you don't have to pay for it so if you want to go to the busiest part of the city you can drive there and, and you can fuck up the traffic and you can waste a lot of people's time and mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh and that really resonated with me which is why you know viscerally i really like the congestion pricing um probably because i can afford it mm -hmm. but you know you want to go someplace where more people go, it should cost you a little more. Yeah. So, so you know, now you got these two clowns in a 
paper record, quote, a two hour perilous car chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who the fuck do you think you are? Give me, give me, so let's just imagine this for a minute, okay? You walk out of some event, okay? A C-list actress and a retard, and people are taking a bunch of pictures. What do you do? Oh, oh, I'm afraid. Get in the car. Run away. Run away. And 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 what what's the come of this? That maybe you're going to hit somebody. Yeah. But it it and if you scratch beneath the surface, the claim for this havoc that they wreaked in Manhattan was because they were staying at a friend's house because they were too cheap to get a hotel. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. It's amazing because this woman, I, I did a little work on this. I would recommend you go to an IMDB and look at her. Look at her. Um, what's that? Palmares? Palmares. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's a scene. And I'll tell you what. I got to give this woman credit. She opens a briefcase with a look of surprise, <laughs> like nobody I've ever seen. Dude. That that is worth that is worth so much. Dude, she's got that so scrub from the internet. That I it, it, I need a listener to send me the Meghan Markle doing the. Doing I, I got it. Go to IMDb. It's right okay. there. It's free. Okay. I don't okay. even have IMDb Gold. Yeah. And and, yeah. and so they're running around driving. You know, reminiscing about the you know poor Princess Diana, who died on August 31, 1997. Yeah, and you know how I remember that date. I uh, remember that. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, no. Do you, no. you have a? Uh, okay. Well, two reasons. One was my father had passed away on August 31st years earlier so that date always resonated with me but more importantly cheryl rochelle the webmistress of ibwak and i were at le chateau up in south salem you know where that is near route 35 135 yeah yeah where i think that was where the last time i saw our friend chris deluco where i got dropped off the back of a fucking group ride Lucky I left a breadcrumb trail to make it home. Um, anyway, I remember that because I basically drank an entire bottle of 1994 Philip Tanyi California Cabernet. And I know it was, you know, three years later because it was it was released. Yeah. And that wine, that wine was ethereal. Yeah. I can just I still remember the nose the robustness. Mm. Um, but as they say, if you're going to drink California wine, drink it at home yeah, <laughs> because of the high alcohol content. And I'm driving and we're driving home and we hear on the news that poor Diana was taken from us too soon. And uh, at that point, I said to Cheryl, um, I'm too, sh I'm too shook up. I, I, would you mind driving? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Of course, she was happy to oblige. The truth of the matter was, I was so fucking drunk, the car was leaving, and we were gonna get uh, 
pulled over eventually anyway but um Jesus. yeah i looked up you can still get that wine it's it's not that terribly expensive it's probably i mean it's a couple hundred bucks a bottle but um yeah yeah it was if you like california cabs it's a big you know like like in john wick where he's like big bold yeah. you know that's that's what you're looking for yeah. um but not letting go of the British theme, because I, I put together a little snapshot of some stuff here. Um, you know, these people ruled the world at one point, right? And I'm going to uh, read a section, if I may, from Grant's Interest Rate Observer. Um, without permission, I didn't ask Jim. Okay. Uh, I figured better ask for forgiveness than permission. Always. Um, right. And, oh. you know, uh, he likes the free publicity. But I'm going to try and read something here. Um, and there's a point to it. So hang in there. So the handsome Palladian building on Threadneedle Street was intended to convey the message, quote, your money is safe here. In the entrance to the pay hall was a statue of Britannia, a symbol of the Bank of England's intimate connection to the British state. The committee's job was to ensure that the bank's internal operations inspired as much confidence as its buildings. Bank clerks recorded in duplicate every transaction in the nation's debt, some working into the early hours so that the accountants were kept up to date for the next morning's business. Careful bookkeeping recorded in double entry was essential to the maintenance of the public credit. That credit was founded on the Bank of England's legal obligation to redeem its notes in gold. I'm not making a spiel about gold, it's just an aside. Throughout the 18th century, the bank maintained a large gold reserve relative to its outstanding notes. This commitment took precedence over the state's immediate financing needs. In the early 1780s, the country faced a serious bullion shortage. For six months, the bank refused to authorize its usual advances to the government, which was forced to borrow elsewhere. A tightening of credit ensued, which brought the bullion drain to an end and normal service was soon resumed. Here's the important part. Bank staff had, a, had strong incentives to maintain their employer's solvency. From its foundation in 1694 until its nationalization in 1948, the bank was privately owned. In the 18th century, its shareholders had unlimited liability. The governor was required to own 4,000 pounds in bank stock. Directors had to hold half that amount. Clerks were personally liable for acts of negligence and their wages were stopped to compensate the bank for any losses. Nice. On taking up their job, clerks had to provide an independent bond guarantor. It was self-interest that kept clerks honest and diligent. 
They were even willing to put their lives at risk. And I'll end it there. Okay. But what's going on here? People had personal liability, right? Where does that exist anywhere here other than in real estate development when you sign a construction loan, right? Yep. I mean, th there's no culpability. And I, I think when we talk about these boards paying huge sums of money to people, they're really violating a, a fiduciary obligation to the shareholders. And I, I've said this before, and, and I want to bang this drum as hard as I can. When executives get to be a certain age, okay, they've generally accumulated enough money to meet what we're going to call material wants and needs. Okay. Does that mean you're going to have an armada of 200 foot yachts? I, I, I don't know. But certainly you want to have a nice house anywhere in the United States. You want to get a, a, a share of flex jet, net jet, whatever. That's fine. Okay. But these guys are getting paid. Well, what's the, what did the Google guy get? A couple hundred million? Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they pay the Tim Cook a couple hundred million. The, 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 the job of the board is not to maximize employee wealth. The job of the board is to make sure that there's proper guidance and that the shareholder is protected. Okay. Now, going back to these executives, okay, of uh, having enough funds to meet the material wants and needs, okay, they're doing this job for a couple of reasons. One is, they like it. They enjoy it. Okay. Number two, huge adulation. Right? And the article that you sent earlier from the Times about like these old politicians, they never want to give up power. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they're not getting paid a lot of money on a relative to CEOs. They probably get paid a lot relative to the 99%. But um, I, I just, I'm blown away with how much money people get for running a company that they didn't start, right? Elon Musk is worth a zillion dollars. Am I a fan? Not really. Was I, but he started a company. He kept the stock. The stock went up in value, right? What did Tim Cook do? He, I, I'll bet he did a lot. I'll bet he did a lot. I'll bet he doubled the value of the company. Way to go, champ. That's that's what you're supposed to fucking do. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I, I, I don't... The, the directors are never going to say anything because they're on the they're on the dole. Some of these guys are getting you know a million bucks plus all the corporate perks. Why would they play hard nose with the CEOs 
who picked the directors and then agree to the compensation for the directors. Right. And yeah. it becomes it becomes a vicious circle. Well, the guy at Apple got paid 250 million and I'm and if you don't pay me that I'm going to quit and I'm like okay. Go ahead. In fact, yeah. I dare you. Yeah. Right? Same thing same thing with the debt ceiling. You know what? This is to all members of Congress. Okay. You know what? You don't have the fucking balls. You don't have the balls. And, you know, there's this element for, and I don't want to say real men, because I get it, it's for people with integrity, mm-hmm. right? Men, women, whatever else there is these days. Okay. You got to look yourself in the mirror. Okay. And be proud of what's looking back at you. And if your job is to extract as much money from the firm you're working for, I I, I just don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I've talked in the past how I wanted to go out with my head, head held high and I'm apparently in the minority, although Although Tom Gorman, head of Morgan Stanley, James has James, announced James Gorman. Tom Gorman's my best uh, man. James Gorman. Uh, uh, Thank you, Tom. You missed Tom. Yeah. By, a, the, by the by missed, the way, I haven't heard from him. Apparently, he lost my number. Okay. okay. Is he okay? He's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But I have, that's James Gorman's leaving Morgan Stanley. They have a nice plan of succession in place. Yeah. You know, yeah. stable, thirty-year yeah. employees. They got three guys lined up. They don't know who. They see. They all seem trustworthy. Seems like a smooth transition. You know, James yeah. for twelve months. Yeah, begs the question: Who's backup DJ Goldman? In case something happens to that fucking idiot. Um, did you see this thing? <laughs> I love this story. There was an article in the journal saying Ivy League graduates can't find jobs. Okay. Old Chestnut suggests go to Ace Hardware, pick up a shovel, call Liam. He's got work for you. (laughs) Projects ready to dig. (laughs) Yeah, shovel ready. You know where they should go? They need to go to Florida. Florida. Florida passed a law about any, you know, any illegal alien gets a felony, and now they can't get anyone to harvest the crops in Florida. All right. Really? Yeah, Florida's a problem, dude. Ron DeSantis is picking fights with the wrong people down there, dude. He got embarrassed by Disney, and supposedly yeah. this new immigration law, like they had, you know, they had Farmer Morris on TV that needs to harvest his orange grove and he's like yeah these uh these elderly women from alabama aren't cutting it at 40 cents a bushel i need migrant workers and they won't come here because it's a felony if they get caught in florida so the country's a mess you know and a mess and i i blame it going back to bill clinton personally who I think if I remember correctly, was on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane 17 times, something like that. He ran a budget surplus. Very briefly. Okay. He ran a, which, which. Okay. Led to some interest. Okay. Okay. Maybe bring him back. Maybe you can bring him back in his pal, Prince Andrew. 
Dude, you talk about going out on with your he head held high. Last I saw Bill, he was on stage with Sam Bankman Freed. So we're not bringing him back. He he put the nail in his coffin. <laughs> he ran a surplus. He ran a surplus. <laughs> he did. He did. I bet you. I bet you. If you don't know, like, there's that stupid question I'll bring up at dinner parties. Like, if you could have dinner with whoever you'd want, be like, if you could invite whoever you'd like to the White House swimming pool and you have John F. Kennedy and Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew there. Oh. Is that too far in left field? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bring it back a little bit. So let's talk about me, if that's okay. Uh, so our show, our show. So again, I have this car with this internal combustion engine <clears throat> and once again, the light comes on with a, like a little fuel pump. And I figure, I look in the owner's manual, you got to put gasoline in the thing. Okay. Stop I, the fucking Porsche to empty, please. Unbelievable. Well, I got this switch. <laughs> yeah. It's like Sport and of Sport course. Plus. That's oh, geez, this thing makes a noise. <laughs> I know it's awesome. You should only use Sport Plus, okay? I do, I do. <laughs> Except when Cheryl's in the car, yeah, no yeah. Sport Plus. Yeah, just like but, the plane. You got no Sport Mode on the plane when you fly with Cheryl. Doesn't she? Doesn't the plane have Sport Mode? It does. It's called <clears throat> uh, High. Uh, oh fuck! High, high velocity launch or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it'll come to me in a minute but no we're not allowed to do that uh at least when cheryl's on the plane um Sport mode <laughs> and anyway so like i bought this car now this is two weeks i put a hundred bucks of gas in the thing i used to have this electric one and i'd plug it in and it was free 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 yeah, yeah and and now i'm out 200 bucks <laughs> versus free yep. and and um i i i suppose you at some point you got to pay for the electricity right yeah yeah you know that else, comes you know what else is free and, and i don't understand how maybe I, maybe i'm i don't want to be a flat earther okay um but chat GPT, okay. Apparently, if you held an earnings call this week and you mentioned Chat GPT, your stock was going up ten percent, okay, because because of Chat GPT, Chat GPT, okay. And they are, and now there's a free version of okay. Now we've we've been provided with one of our dear listeners to the show provided us with a Chat. GPT generated description of inside baseball with old chestnut. <laughs> oh, do you have it? I'll put it, I'll give it to you for the website. Okay. okay. So, chat yeah. GPT. So, the friend of the show said, Chat GPT, describe the next episode of inside baseball with old chestnut. Dude, they couldn't have been any more wrong. Okay. It was like yeah. balls, strikes, home runs, baseball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They weren't even in the ocean, let alone near the boat. So it Unbelievable. was so funny. It was it was hilarious. Okay. So I'll find it and I'll, I'll try to get permission, see if we can share that. But um, but yeah, the idea that Chat GPT is gonna replace jobs and drive the US economy to like all, you know, don't be a flat earther. And I don't want to be a flat earther. Um, 
But yeah, like I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. No, I, I I get it. I it's like Stanley Druckenmuller, that criminal Stephen Cohn. Oh, I'm sorry. He did he Mark didn't admit up. he didn't admit or deny any wrongdoing. So I guess he's not a criminal. Um, but he's like, oh yeah, market's going up because of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I I, I think innovation's great. Sort of, uh, not to the extent uh, Kathy Wood does, but um, we'll just we'll, we'll just set her aside for the time being. Um, I don't know. We back to urgent caution. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's I, it's getting a little tiring. Yeah, there's more than a few that are bullish on AI. Paul Tudor Jones, Druckenmiller, Tepper, they all love the uh, the AI, you know, but it's just... It, it, do you see it? Let me ask you this. Do you see anything to refute your recession or confirm? You got anything? What's your view on that? I think we're in one. Um, I didn't scrutinize the statistics mm -hmm. this week. As we mentioned, the jobless claims number bounced because of Massachusetts shocked there was some malfeasance uh but it seems as if that comical it's fucking comical yeah oh sorry is... yeah we'll blame massachusetts pick up okay come on yeah well you look at what's going on you got them wheeling and old people to vote <laughs> right you got a shitty actress and the nephew of a pedophile racing around Manhattan, risking killing people. You got an 81-year-old woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I, I, I don't know. Bloomberg's got an error in one of their analytical programs. Yeah. Uh, Ivy League grads can't get jobs. Oh, please. What, what, hope does, what hope does simple people like you and I have? I thought the two-year. I like the two-year. I thought we were going to get a nice move this week. In that. What about that, please? It backed up because no. the Fed, unsurprisingly, doesn't like the fact that the market is so far ahead of them. So they, they they're talking it back. But yeah, I I I'm going with I, it's over. Stick a fork in it, you know. It, and I didn't. Again, I I sort of dragged my pivot foot a little bit this week. I didn't scrutinize all the data, but. The regional stuff looks not great. Um, apparently, and this has been phrased demand-driven product, it looked to me like crude oil is about 70 bucks a barrel, which is lower. Uh, the lead metal, uh, yeah. I mean, every smart guy, again, every smart guy I know loves it. And we used to have this phrase when we were talking about macroeconomic stuff. We would say the cards are being dealt face up. So tell me something about gold that you don't already know. What's, what's the catalyst to make gold go up? Well, lower rates? Well, we had zero rates and it, it it went up a little bit right you had central bank buying 
which I don't believe, but that's what they say. No central bank selling, although Russia was selling, but you know, mm-hmm. and 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 here we are, like you're, you've got your foot on death's door with the imminent uh, default of the United States government, and gold goes down. So that's what I'm kind of wondering. It's like, you know, so for five thousand years it's been a store of value. Fantastic. I'm not going to be here in 5,000 years. I'd like to be here in 50 years, okay? And you know where it's going to be in 50 years? Somewhere not meaningfully different than here. And I'm sorry? $3,000 an ounce. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so what I, I, I did make a factual mistake last week. I want to clarify it. When I said that I was working Continental Bank and went to the first Chicago Plaza and the price of gold was like $800. Okay. I think the price was a little lower. It might've been in the 600 area. And I was working for the municipal broker dealer. It was 1979. I had not yet graduated. So I just, you know, the continuity department, again, right after the meeting about the Kevin Muir thing, and so I've had like enough of this inside baseball crap. <laughs> One last thing, if I may. Um, so uh, this auction is real, okay? The Bob has bid up to fourteen thousand dollars. Oh, oh, this is breaking news to me. I didn't update. Yeah, so yeah. We had 4, 10, 10, 12, 5, and now we're to fourteen. We had ten, ten oh one, which yeah. I almost hit. Yeah. Just to get the guy to stay in his shorts. Um, no, we're up to 14 grand and let's run it till July 31st. Wow. Okay. Is that okay? Wow, nice. two, two months. It's a weekly. Okay. Lunch will include you and me. I will invite the quant that found the air on Bloomberg wow. if available. Wow. At least one bottle of Harlan Estate, which I posted to the website. And if we go through that, no promises, but there may be a second. And then Shannon's uh, famous brisket. And the winner donates the money to the charity of their choice, which can't be any easier than that. But you have to find your way to my house in a uh, non-disclosed location, a van will pick you up. We'll put a bag over your head. We'll drive you around for an hour, you know, just because can't have people coming to Old Chestnut's house. You can't North you know, Strong. Where it is. We'll give you the exit off the merit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's hope there's no nuclear war. Please. Dude, so you got another bid. You got we're up to fourteen thousand dollars. Jeez, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's serious money. Um, it is. It is. All right. So the debt ceiling, you, you you don't care. It's theater and it's not happening, right? It's chicken and it's not happening. It's it's, it's bad theater. It's, it's bad. It, 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 you know, you, you look, I've made fun of the UK here by talking about the, their former royalty. But, um, you know, when you hold up the mirror 
and look at what we're doing. It's embarrassing. Honestly, by the way, I got no issue per se with the politics, but I invite you to listen to Joe Biden speak. Dude, there's something wrong with the guy. He's like, old. Oh, I no, I, I'm old. No, he's old. Okay. You're old. But I mean, I'm telling you, I'm an expert in this neurology stuff. I know. A little I known know. fact. But in any event, it it that ain't normal aging. That's Dude, like kludged. He does not have four years, four more years in him. You cannot put him in front of the teleprompter. It's bad act. I mean, if if it's acting and if it's theater and it's it, it's ter like you said, it's terrible. You know, um, dude, it's it does not inspire confidence. Okay, it's it, it's not confidence inspiring. Um, why are you blame Bill for it? What's your problem with Bill? What, what, what Bill ran a surplus and kept us out of war? What else do you want the president to do? And he got a little action in the Oval Office. He's like one of the guys. I mean, what do I have against him? He was involved with the Epstein thing. Yeah, totally. And the guy has, he run around. So um, a friend of mine was at a uh, conference in Washington last week. And so they had a luncheon. It was broken up into several tables. And so um, at one of these tables, somebody they were trying to think about what's the most interesting thing you could talk about. And this person said they had seen an article that Bill Clinton's longtime girlfriend uh, was running around Armonk because a bunch of these people were from Armonk and they're like, what are you talking about? And this person's like, they, they call her the energizer bunny and no one knew what was going on. So they all get out their phones and they type Energizer Bunny, Bill Clinton. And then the, the whole thing is, you know, he's got this chick running yeah. around. I remember. And um, so that's what they talk about at this table. Then at the end of the luncheon, the key speaker says, I want to go around to every table and you tell me the most interesting that came up. And when they came to this person's table, they talked about, Bill Clinton's girlfriend's the Energizer Bunny. And apparently a hush comes over the room and everyone pulls out their fucking iPhones and all of a sudden, poof. Yep. Like, can this be true? Can the president of the United States, former president of the United States, mm -hmm. an adulterer, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it had, you know, look, guys working late, had a bad day, a little too much to drink, you know, choppy room. Yeah. No, not this guy. He's got Secret Service, yeah. nicknamed her the Energizer Bunny. I, 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 I wonder what that could be. Yeah. God only knows. That's what. That's my thing about Bill Clinton. You know, go off, run that foundation, the Clinton Foundation. Oh wait a minute, they closed that down, yeah. right? Yeah. One of my one of my favorite memes. Uncle Mark sent to this to me years ago. It showed Chelsea Clinton with her daughter reading a book, and the title was "Nana Goes to Jail." Um, <laughs> um, I feel like we're running out of time. All right, if that's how you feel, we'll get out of here. Um, I want to thank 
Peter McTeague and E.G. Fisher for helping me out five minutes before the show okay um you have an incredible group of friends that at the blink of an eye are ready to provide voluminous amounts of information and content without a second thought okay um so i want to thank them for uh for that and uh, well, don't forget to thank our team of in-house writers what yeah. and leslie's been on vacation i haven't heard from leslie all week he didn't provide he's any- okay he's he's traveled out to the west coast okay uh, covert op. I'm not allowed to discuss the purpose of the trip, but uh, word is he's meeting with um, the Rand Corporation. But uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's that or DARPA, one or the other. I also got a little tidbit about Stan getting out of a trade. Um, I heard he. I heard. I heard a little whisper that Stan bailed on his short dollar position and got out of his long gold. So you might want to. Uh, you want to. Oh. Might want to look around that, but that that's that was whispered to me. Um, he did was he heard calling it the lead metal? <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. It's great what's to see of, you. What's the name of that restaurant down down in downtown? The one with the, the girls. dopey guy with the oh um the girls Veronique Veronique. All right, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Yeah, but just remember it's Twenty Second Street, so you get the upcharge on the car service. Okay, thank you. All right, pal, the car. Right. You be well. Be safe in Manhattan, listeners. Okay. <laughs> Take care. All right, buddy. Bye.